On the radio is brought to you by Zurich Insurance, the perfect place to catch up with all things Melbourne. If you enjoy this content and want more inside access from the team, make sure you visit the club website. Well, we are pretty excited here at Gillian Goss that we have got a final here tonight at Optus Stadium. And I think, Gilly, we have adopted the Melbourne Demons. It's fair to say WA is in Demons territory. First time since 1964 they're chasing their flag, of course. And we're on the Demons bandwagon, great man. Oh, gosh, I reckon you're spot on all of WA. I think all of the AFL, other than the three other teams that are still in it, but the supporter base, the uh, emotional vote is going to go with <laughs> Melbourne. And, of course, they uh, had a heartbreaking, uh, devastating prelim a few years ago. WA loved that because it was the Eagles. But uh, I think everyone's on board for this one on... Tonight, Goss, uh, well, no, it's not tonight. Let's be honest. We spoke with Brayshaw a little bit <laughs> earlier in the week and uh, very fortunate to have his time. Angus Brayshaw, hard-hitting midfielder from the Melbourne Football Club. Thanks for joining us on Gillian. Goss, how's all the, all the preparations shaping up? Uh, g'day, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, the preparations, uh, I was just saying before, that we're at off the stadium at the moment, about to have our main training session, and... It's, uh, it's a pretty exciting atmosphere. Uh, the group's been pent up in our uh, hub up in Joondalup for the last you know, 10 or so days, and I think we're pretty raring to go at the moment. So very exciting times ahead. Yeah, Joondalup, uh, a fine establishment for uh, the little game with the white ball and a few clubs. We'll get on to your golf yes. in a little bit, mate. But first, of all, what I want to know is the, the emotion, the memory of going back. You've been obviously back to Optus Stadium since that 2018, but not for a prelim. What's the, the mindset? Is there much discussion around that, uh, that disappointing day a few years ago? Because the predominant amount of players in the, in the squad were, were a part of that. Yeah, you're right. Um, look, Gilly, it's a... Geez. Four years ago, now we don't we don't really take a lot of stock in what happened in that day. Obviously, we learned our lesson at the time. Uh, our group's come so far since then. I think uh, you know, look at the development of some of our players from then to now. You're right; with the same majority of them are still playing, but we've come so far. And you know, we've, and you want to talk about memories at of uh, the stadium wasn't only you know nearly a month ago when we were uh, chased off the ground with a lightning strike sort of warning and all sorts of crazy stuff. So I think that's taken the uh, that's taken the predominance you know mind space of ours. Um, uh, it is. Cool. Angus Brayshaw, our guest on Gillian Goss on our Friday Focus. Um, now, Gus, of course, the name Brayshaw is synonymous to WA, and, and we, we, we've, it is a West Australian name. You have got that West Australian connection. Your dad, of course, Mark, your uncle James, your grandfather, your grandmother, your brothers are here, of course. I mean, you really do have this really strong connection to WA. Does it feel like in a strange type of way, you're coming home for you. This is like a home game for you personally. Well, I, I was born here as well, so mm. I mean, I, um, I, I yeah, I, I feel like uh, in a lot of ways it is home. Uh, all my family, as you sort of mentioned, besides my mum and dad, really are over here. Uncle James is over in Melbourne as well. But at one stage or another, um, we've all sort of we can all trace it back to here, which is um, you know, which is great. I love I love getting over here. I love playing here. I reckon Optus Oval is a, a terrific venue. And I've got a great, you know, you talk about uh, who the support's for at the moment. I'd say a fair few of them would be uh, sitting in the stands with the connection to a great horse along the way. So, um, no, it's very, very, very lucky to be able to still be able to play footy considering everything that's going on around the country and even more lucky, I think, to be playing it in, a, in Perth. I, you know, I absolutely love coming here. 
Uh, Gus, you, as Goss mentioned, uh, we, we both, uh, both Goss and I, have had a strong affiliation with your broader family. Uh, mm. Your granddad taught Goss all he knew Everything. through the uh, ranks of Channel 10 and Everything. what a champion. And look at the polished product Goss is. <laughs> I locked horns with your, your great uncle James and all he did was pour rubbish on me verbally, <laughs> mentally yep. on the cricket field. Are you as chirpy as your great uncle when you're out in the middle of a footy field? Well, he he is undeniably a goose. Uh, <laughs> there's no arguing that. Having said that, I remember he, he, you know, for all his flaws, he, he, he taught me a few things about golf that my old man couldn't. And he also got me a signed Adam Gilchrist cricket card when I was about five years old. But, uh, oh. I can't put him in the in the trash can entirely, so I appreciate that <laughs> on his behalf. But he um, he's got, certainly got his strong opinions on footy. We we speak a bit and play golf. He lives around the corner from. Um, my old man in, in back in Victoria, so he's certainly uh, not short on words. And um, mm. mate, yeah, you know, you know, if anyone who knows him, uh, knows just about ninety percent of them are all all trash. But he's, um, you know, he cares a lot about uh, the D's and me. So it's, um, I think he's on the bandwagon too, which is good. Angus yep. Brasher, our guest on yep. Gillian Goss, uh, ahead of tonight's big game. And, of course, we've had this chat earlier in the week. So we, normally you wouldn't have a bloke so chirpy on the day of a final in Gus Brayshaw. <laughs> but, Angus, tell us a bit about you. You, you talk about having that player-signed card. Um, still a very yep. cherished uh, memento for you. My, we are reliably informed from a contact that goes by the name of Hammer Brayshaw who says that you, uh, <laughs> Gilly, was his, your childhood hero. Yeah, well, I had these. Uh, you, know, you might, don't mind me saying, Gilly, I had these big ears when I was growing up, and uh, <laughs> and I got very early pinpointed. Uh, you know, all my brothers, we all got our flaws. You know, there's bits and pieces that sort of define us as individuals. There's four Brayshaw Indeed. boys in my family, so we've got to you know, do do our you know do our thing. And Gilly, yeah, mate, uh, the ears. I was an ears guy, so you and I uh, got pigeonholed together pretty quickly. And you know. <laughs> Uh, I've got this framed photo of you and something about, I can't remember what the message says. I probably could still dig it up somewhere, but I remember it was a badge of honour. After I realised Adam Gilchrist, because uh, we were going, geez, I would have been five, six or seven when that, that stuck, which was coincidentally around the time that, you know, Australian cricket was in its, uh, I would say, heyday, and I wore it like a badge of honour, mate. So that, that signed card got me through some uh, some brawls at home. And uh, I'm very appreciative for it. Right? You wouldn't even remember signing it, but oh, geez, it, it served me well. Oh, no, no, I remember signing all of them, mate. I didn't sign that many, so uh, they're very strong. Hey, and don't worry about the big ears. I'm slowly growing into mine as well. we'll I'll get there eventually. Yeah. But, um, mate, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the, the, the actual prelim and, and the big opportunity that awaits for, for you guys uh, this season. But I just want to go back. Um, you had some, some challenging periods, didn't you, with, through concussion early on and multiple concussions yeah. and a bit of time away and then... How present is that in your mind now, or is the fact that you, you came back in, and wear the protective headgear has that helped eliminate it? Is there any fear of it? Because there's a greater focus in that area now in in AFL and in all sports. Yeah, Gilly, look, that's a we could talk honestly for a few hours about all that my concussion journey. Um, you know, I I've got a very very strong focus. I'm very thankful for my you know my family and parents in particular for giving me. You know, such great perspective on, you know, life away from football. If I have a good career, I'll play for another, you know, six or seven years, and then I'll have to live another sixty on this planet. So, um, yeah. when it came in that in that period of time, I was, uh, you know, tossing up, 
you know, at the time, what's best for my long-term health as opposed to am I going to get back and play the next week of footy. And I'm, uh, I'm actually holding hands with the late Spud Frawley. And uh, so I've been on that journey as well. And the, the ways that the brain can impact so much more than than just your footy. Uh, and it's hard, I admit, you know, you're a young kid and what we're thinking about is playing your next game. It's hard to separate yourself and look at the big picture, but I was able to do that. And, uh, you know, thankfully I'm... I'm I'm in a really good spot at the moment, um, and if that wasn't to be the case, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be comfortable putting my, my long-term health in front of uh, you know my footy career. But uh, the helmet, and so far as the, the science goes, it's not 100. percent There's no, it's not like cricket where obviously wearing a helmet, um, you know, can save your head. Whereas in footy, it's the science says that it's not exactly it doesn't work like that. But for me, it's. Yeah. If it's an extra one percent of confidence, then that, that's an advantage. I, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm willing to take, and, and sure. that's the way I've sort of looked at it. And it's, I've, I've, it's, it's been painted red and blue now, so it actually fits the of my jumper, and so it all, it all works. And from a yep. safety perspective, I, I feel really comfortable with where I'm at at the moment. So it's, it's something that I, I'm happy to talk about, but in, at the same time. It, yeah, that was 2017, I think, my last concussion was, and I've been very fortunate to not have to worry about it as much ever since. Very much so. Yeah. And just a reminder, everyone, of course, uh, Thursday, uh, September 9, was R-U-O-K Day. So we've got to make sure we uh, keep that message going as well. Uh, just in regards to uh, your form, um, you're a different player now. You're playing a different role. You're playing, sort of playing that outside mid, almost that, that midfield protector role where you've got enough balls in Viney and Oliver and Petrarca and, and others going through the middle. So your role has changed. Do you think that's also aided you uh, to move on from, from the head contact and, and the concussion and the issues like that? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I guess if you consider it, I've been playing certainly a lot more on the wing, so... Uh, letting blokes like, as you mentioned, Viney, they're doing all the crashing and bashing relative to, you know, a few years ago. So, um, you know, that's probably a good point. But uh, Goody's been huge about, and you know, all our team, but we have a really strong focus on the contest. So uh, it doesn't matter if you're, um, you know, Max Gorn, uh, Ed Langdon, Stephen May or Tom McDonald. You know, you have to, when it's your turn to go, you've absolutely, uh, you know, got to do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not, uh, you know, worried about, you know, worried about myself. I'm not running around trying to wrap myself in cotton wool by any means. But, um, yeah, look, I think my move to the wings probably, as I said before, our team's come such a long way. And we've got so many blokes who are now committed completely to playing their role. And all we want to do is win. And, you know, Goody sort of sat down at the start of the year and we can consultation with the other coaches. And, and my role that helps the team win best is out, out there, so I'm loving I'm loving playing out there, and uh, whatever whatever the team needs, I'm, that's what I'm willing to do. So, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've played back in the, in the back line a few times this year when someone's gone down, and I've, I've played forward one or two weeks in the middle there. So, I'm look, as I said, whatever the team needs to do to win, I'll, win, I'll, I'll do. I think that's an attitude that sort of is permeating throughout the group, and that's holding us in really good stead. I think. Angus Brayshaw from the Melbourne Footy Club with us on the Friday Focus. Uh, Gus, you, how much or what are the takeaways from that Round 23 clash with your opponents uh, down there in Geelong? Obviously, came away with the win, got the chocolates twice against them this year, but, gee, that was a, an extraordinary match, wasn't it? Do, do you review more the fact yeah. that you were six or seven goals down at one point, or do you look at it and is that a negative or do you look at that as a positive? What a fight back. What are, what are the messages from the coaching staff around that particular fixture? 
Yeah, look, we did a really thorough review of that game. That that had a bit of everything for us. Um, obviously, we won the game, which was great, but uh, there was a five-minute patch or three-minute patch or something like that where they kicked five goals in the second quarter. And so, you know, we take a lot of learnings from from that. You know, it's not often teams kick those amounts of goals in a row. So for us to be able to, um, you know, take learnings on how to stop that from happening again, you know, they've got a terrific midfield and that's a real strength of theirs, their contest. So, you know, we, we've learned a lot from that. And then, you know, you look at the you look at the way they play the game. The focuses for us, um, you know, haven't changed at all. So we've done a you know, we've already basically it's just a little refresher on the way they play. You know, they like to control the ball and ship it around. So um, it, it, it's good in a lot of ways. We've done all the preparation a couple of weeks ago. Now it's just a, a little refresher. So we can, um, yeah, look, it's super exciting. We've got a lot of respect for them as a football club. They've been here, I think I saw a stat, about 12 of the last 18 prelims they've been involved or something something ludicrous like that. So, um, you know, they've got a lot of experience and we know we're going to have to be playing our best footy to, um, you know, match it with them. But we also know that we're very capable of doing that. So it's an exciting, exciting game for sure. Last yeah. couple before you you go, we know you've got heavy commitments. Angus Brasher, our guest on the Friday, focused on Gillian Goss. Uh, 60,000 tickets sold by nine o'clock last night. Amazing response, obviously. It's not the MCG. That's the sad part. That's the down part. Is there messaging inside the group that you know the Melbourne faithful are watching in their droves and you're trying to translate that MCG feeling and what they would be experiencing to Friday night? We've got a very acute awareness of how, uh, you know, obviously we're loving what the the support we're getting over here is incredible, but obviously our vast majority of our members are back in Melbourne doing it really tough. So uh, we're, we're certainly, our thoughts are with them and we realise uh, that you know the stuff we're doing on the footy field is translating to a lot of joy and a lot of happiness for them who are doing it hard uh, back home. But in terms of uh, recreating an atmosphere, uh, you know, you just have to look back at the Dreamtime game earlier in the year, and you know we've certainly played in games, you know, prelims and stuff like that. This is an incredible venue to watch football, and if it's packed out, even if it's not packed out, it's uh, it's almost like an amphitheater. I feel like. It just reflects all the sound and the atmosphere builds really well and I think it's going to be, if you said it's sold out, then 60,000 people will, it'll be absolutely rocking. So there's no, uh, you know, we're not going to have to manufacture any atmosphere or excitement. It's going to be, it's going to be red hot and, um, you know, we're, we're doing it for the people back at home who would otherwise be on the journey with us but who can't. So, um, you know, we're certainly feeling for them at the moment. Yeah, I think everyone's uh, can't wait for for the the prelims to get underway, particularly uh, those here in Perth. Very, uh, we're honoured and thrilled to be able to host this one, and then the grand final. And uh, you know, with all things go well for you guys, you'll be there. There's we do solicit a little bit of feedback from our listeners, <laughs> Gus, and there's a, a text has come in and only going by HB. I don't know what that's about, but yeah. this bloke thinks he's the best golfer in the family, but never plays out of, away from his home course. When he's out of quarantine, will he be willing to? put the white shorts on and take up a golf challenge in Whoa. Perth. So you're, you're up at Joondla, HB. I don't know who that is. I'll just check the number <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Goss, is it? Yeah. That's but, um, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's the accusation from, uh, I guess, someone within, with family links. Yeah, insightful stuff, Gilly. I think uh, what you've yeah. got to realise there is uh, whoever HB, it could be anyone, uh, but yeah. what it, when it comes to golf, I'm, I'm very lucky. My old man, despite a, a plethora of shortcomings, was able to get the three of uh, my brothers into Royal Melbourne when we were real young. Uh, right. It's a long waiting. I think it's about 10 years on the waiting list but because 
we were, I think, 14 or so, so at the time, they shot us through the ranks. And I've cut my teeth, and I'm absolutely wearing this like a badge of honour, cut my golfing teeth at the hardest golf course this side of the equator. So when it comes to golfing <laughs> challenges outside of Victoria, it's um, it's like it's like you know, it's like easy pickings. To go down and play under nine's footy, you know what I mean? If I went down <laughs> under nine's, I'd, I'd hope I'd have a day out. So I'm excited to see what the Perth golfing front has on offer for me. Mm. It's hard at the moment because we're sort of locked in at Joondal up. It's like a a weird form of torture, looking out at blokes tee off all day and not being able to join in. But um, I'm very, very excited, to say the least, to have a swing. And if HB's got any uh, integrity about him, he'll come and uh, we'll find some some way to settle this score because obviously handicap's not enough. I'm the only single-figure Brayshaw, uh, except for Uncle James. He doesn't really count, though. I don't think he's played in too long, so his handicap's relapsed or something. So I'm probably the king of the golfing fraternity on this side of the family tree. And uh, HB can... Uh, you know, good on him for messaging in. Thanks very much for giving me the opportunity to answer the question. We'll track him down. We'll, we'll follow up on the number and find out who he is and see if he's prepared to be a part of it. We certainly will. We just go find him. He's the bloke walking around with a wooden spoon. Uh, now, <laughs> last one for you before we let you go. Um, your brother hasn't been the same since Lockie Neal left town. <laughs> There's all this yep. talk that Lockie Neal's trying to get home now with his beautiful wife and, and have their baby. Have you spoken to Andrew? And is he incredibly excited with that news that's permeating out of Brisbane? Uh, yeah, well, we speak a lot about all sorts of different stuff. And when I saw that uh, trade, I put it on you know, the news. I uh, put it across the wires. And Andrew didn't have a lot for me. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, there's maybe a bit of truth. Or I'm not sure if Lockie Neal's come out and confirmed or denied it yet. Andrew certainly wasn't able to, but um, I know that Andrew, when he got drafted, lived with Locke for a bit, and they're very confident. So um, watch this space. I think uh, you know he's a super player, and if Freeman will get him back, then uh, they'd be they'd be pretty happy about that. So we'll wait and see. <laughs> yes, we'll. Uh, the AFL world will be waiting and seeing for sure. Angus, uh, thank you so much for for taking the time. My tip for you: that trading card that you got with my autograph on it. Put it on eBay now, mate. You might get five bucks forty for it, but we'll wait and see. But, uh, mate, you've got bigger things to do. We really do appreciate you taking the time in uh, a build-up to a, a huge game, and we wish, wish you all the best, uh, not just in the prelim, but uh, should you get through in a couple of weeks into the big one. Uh, appreciate you being on the show, mate. Take care. Nah, thanks, Gilly. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it, boys. Uh, enjoy uh, watching the game, and hopefully, yeah, as I said, we'll uh, have a good next couple of weeks and, and see where we can make some history.